You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac Bruce, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm well and I'm blessed, Doc. I'm doing, uh, you know, just, just, just fabulous uh, here in sunny South Florida. Uh, just looking at, you know, news and things that's happening in the news and uh, people being promoted, people being demoted. So, uh, you know, I'm enjoying my time. How you doing, Doc? I'm well, man. You know, uh, God is good, man. So I'm blessed, man. I'm just thankful to be here, man. Everything that's going on, man. And as you said, there is some news, man. A lot of NFL news and one person being promoted and demoted at the same time. You know, we've been waiting on this uh, decision about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He had at least 25 allegations of sexual misconduct, man. They've been investigating this for a while. He set out all last year when he was with Houston traded. I mean, uh, traded to uh, Cleveland. Now he's there. Now we finally got a decision. Deshaun Watson, this judge, has decided to suspend Deshaun Watson the first six games of the 2022 NFL season. Now, first of all, Isaac, knowing what was at stake. Now, no criminal charges now, but this was all like civil situations that he has agreed to, I think, uh, uh, go ahead on and come to some kind of agreement to 23 of the 25, but the decision is made. Deshaun Watson suspended the first six games of the 2022 season. Uh, so say you about that, man. Well, Doc, um, I'll tell you what. I think that, you know, the suspension, the whole situation itself is very, very unfortunate for both parties, uh, particularly the women who uh, accused Deshaun Watson of uh, sexual misconduct during a massage. So, I mean, I think it, it, it brings us back and keeps us in a place that, you know, we turn our ear to those who probably won't have a voice in certain situations, mostly women, uh, mostly black women who uh, uh, who cry out a lot of, about a lot of different things, who feel like they are powerless, uh, particularly when working with a powerful figure. Um, you know, we, we can say that they were heard, um, even to the standpoint, Doc, where there were no criminal charges brought against Deshaun Watson. I believe two grand juries decided not to uh, indict him. So therefore, you know, that part of it, we, you know, we're not dealing with. But the civil part of it, where, you know, these ladies are accusing Deshaun Watson of, of some misconduct and uh, for Deshaun Watson to come out and settle these cases, I, I mean, uh, who knows? I've heard of Alfred Pleas before, but you know, when a person go, goes ahead and uh, you know, kind of say and, and says that, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and uh, really just try to put it into this by using, you know, finances, using your money that you have to go ahead and, and you know, not really shut the women up, but quiet the situation to the point where we can move forward uh, and, and each parties be able to get on with their lives. But, Doc, it's very, it's very unfortunate that it had to come down this. The suspension itself was brought on by uh, uh, the mediator, so to speak, that that was agreed upon between the NFLPA and the NFL. Uh, I believe her name is Sue L. Uh, last name is slipping me right now. But 
you know, she took her time and she was, uh, you know, uh, meticulous as far as bringing on this judgment and sending out this judgment. I think it was agreed upon by the NFLPA that they wouldn't appeal any ruling that she brought apart. So I think it's, I think the way the system is set up uh, with both parties, the PA and the NFL agreeing upon a mediator or a judge to decide between situations like that. I think that worked out well for this situation. Now, was it too many games? Was it not enough games? That, that remains to be seen. I think I think on a, on both sides, the court of opinion, court of public opinion, is going to have a lot to say about it. To me, I think it's I think it's uh, it fits. Um, you kind of look back at uh, the Ben Roethlisberger situation back in the day when he had some sexual misconduct, uh, was accused of it uh, off the field. And I think he received six games, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. So for Deshaun to get six games and really have no criminal charges brought against him, um, I think it's fair. Now, this is my thing with that, man. Six games, now Deshaun Watson continues to say he didn't do anything wrong. But you, as you said, he did settle a lot of these cases, and he probably will settle the rest of them. Uh, so when you say you don't do anything wrong, but you settle the cases, that says something that you did something. But I know you also like, I just want to go and get this over with. Uh, but it's paying money out. But this is my situation. Now, the NFL has a problem, even though they got the independent arbiter to, you know, rule on this and handle this decision. And the NFL PA did say that they're not going to appeal the decision. But the NFL still can. They got three days to appeal whether they want to go for longer. And I think they wanted to go for a year. And I think the NFL probably will do that because the NFL has an image problem because, you know, I'm not a woman. I can't speak for women, but women may say, oh, y'all don't really care too much about how we feel or what we got, what we got going on. This is more than two dozen women making, you know, the same kind of allegation against Deshaun Watson and for him just to get six games. And I understand the judge is saying, well, she really didn't have the evidence, you know, just to uh, uh, say to suspend him longer than that. We don't know everything that she saw. We don't know everything that was printed, presented to her. But it did. It does seem like she acted perfectly in her capacity as a judge, and she acted as a judge. But the six games, I think that a lot of women will see, and as you say, a lot of black women feel like their voices aren't heard. So in this situation, for Deshaun to get six million, and I, and I he's only, you know, he's gonna be suspended the first six games of the season unless the NFL appeals and he gets a longer uh, a suspension. But he's just he just set to make over a million dollars in salary this season. So six games, he's just going to lose $345,000. But I think he's still going to get about $45 million this season because of guarantees and all that. So I think they saw that and knew that when he signed that deal with Cleveland for situations like this. So it's not like he's going to lose that much money as far as salary-wise. But, of course, we don't know how much money he has He's had to, he has to pay out uh, by settling these civil lawsuits. But I think the NFL has an image problem, man, because a lot of women may say that, like, dang, that's all you think we worth and, you know, just six games for a man who's accused uh, 25 accusations, at least of, of sexual misconduct. Well, Doc, you got to look at the, uh, the NFL's fan base as well. I think about 30 to 35 percent of that fan base is female. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of women who actually know football. Doc. They know it. They love the game. They could they could talk football just as well as you and I can talk football. Doc. And, the, and I think that, that that's even like puts them on a, a higher level level because they've never actually played the game. So, mm -hmm. Doc, I think, uh, you know, I think the NFL has has another black guy in this in this entire moment right here. And uh, look, look, I said the sixth game was fair. 
I, I could have lived with a year. I could have lived with not seeing Deshaun Watson on the football field for another year. Um, I think it would it would have been fair, even fairer to the to the people who who are involved in this situation. So it's another black eye for the National Football League, and we'll see what Roger Goodell has to say about it. If he if he's gonna you know be agreeable to the six games, or if he's gonna go back and say you know let's adjust that and make it a, a four year or even twelve games, Doc. So we'll see, man. I mean this this is just the beginning. We've been waiting for this moment. We can almost exhale at this moment to say. You know, from a football standpoint, Deshaun Watson, who had, who hadn't played in a full year, can say, "Okay, this part of my my journey, my life is over." But other people can say it's just getting started. So I think that fight is going to continue on, and we'll see where it happens, see where it lands. And yeah, and, and and my thing is, man, I have two daughters. You have two daughters, so that's all I can keep thinking about, man. Okay, I understand. Well, I don't understand if one or two people say you did something, bro. But twenty five, dog. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard for me to make it's hard for me to look at you and say you ain't do anything, man. Twenty five, because I know how I am, bro. I ain't, I you you if if one of my daughters came to me, I don't care who you are and say somebody sexually abused them or was inappropriate uh, with them in any situation. You got to get these hands, man. So that's why I'm looking at it as a father because uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, well, those twenty five women, they, they have a dad if you know they had a dad. So I'm pretty sure, man, that they feeling and thinking a certain type of way. And for Deshaun Watson not to just really come out and just take, I guess he he probably didn't really want to admit to anything because things are still in court, in civil court. But he got to come out at, at some point and act like he feels sorry for what happened. He feels sorry for what these women went through and take some kind of responsibility for doing whatever he did or whatever they say he did. Because at the end of the day, you still settled a lot of these cases. So it's basically saying something is there that you don't want to get out. You don't want people to hear. So I'm going to go ahead on and pay you this money and get this over with. But for him to say he doesn't have a problem, bro, I mean, come on, Ike. Uh, uh, I used to get massages. You used to regularly get massages. And ain't nobody ever accused you of that. Ain't nobody ever accused me of that. So I don't know all the details. So I don't want to convict the man. But he pretty much convicts himself, bro, when he – when he settles the majority of these cases, man. So that's all I'm thinking, man. Deshaun Watson, Young Royal, get some kind of help, some kind of way, some kind of counseling, man. And so you won't be put in this situation. So you won't put yourself in this situation again. Indeed. Um, like I said, Doc, I mean, to some people, it's the, it's the very end of the situation. It's the others, it's the beginning, um, you know, but you know, for the record, he has gone on record. I think more than once to, to declare his, in, his being innocent. Yeah. So doc, that's, that's all he could do, man. I yeah. mean, uh, I wasn't in the room. Uh, I didn't know the agreement between the two parties or, or what happens. And, and let's not be naive. Doc. I mean, we know the, 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 the wickedness of, of others who will try and set you up and put you in situations. These mm -hmm. are high profile figures where people know what they make per year, what their contract is based on. And yeah. for the love of money, Doc, we've seen people do anything. Yeah, that's true, man. That's I mean, that's and that's that also goes with you got to be you got to make better decisions. You got to make better decisions, man. You got to know, you know, who you're around and who you're dealing with. So I totally understand where you're coming from. But I'm one of those, man. Hopefully this situation uh, gets resolved and it's over, man. We can just start talking football, man. And uh, speaking of football, man, a couple of receivers finally got that loot. Training camps have started, bro. So we about really time to pay in. Our dude from the NFC West, 
San Francisco 49ers. Now, I know that's our rival, and we're supposed to hate them. I can't hate them because my brother played for them, and I used to like them back in the day. But anyway, they gave Debo that money, man. Three-year extension. Oh, let me, let me, let me get them numbers right. Three-year extension, $73.5 million. $58 million in guarantees, man. Finally gave Debo that money. San Francisco should have did this a long time ago. But I'm glad to see Debo get paid, man, because San Francisco 49ers, the iteration, what they were last season and the year before that and the year before that, they are not the San Francisco 49ers without Debo Samuel. So I'm surprised it took this long, but I'm glad my man got that loot like B. Doc, I think a lot of us, uh, we want security, even the football players of this world, the wide receivers, particularly uh, based on this topic. They want security, Doc. And just look at Debo. I'm, I'm happy for him. Congratulations to him. Uh, congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers for keeping uh, a, a person, a player that they drafted and developed into the player that he is right now. Doc, that's always the goal. That's what you want to do. You want to be able to extend the players that you draft and have these players play for you as long as they can at a high level and ever increasing level. Um, definitely Debo. He, he, he really deserved what he got uh, as far as uh, contract wise. He's a phenomenal football player. He can do a lot more than a lot of other receivers in this league, Doc. I'm talking about from a, a standpoint, standpoint of playing running back. He can be a tailback. They, how many jet sweeps do we see this guy get? And he's the tone setter, Doc. He's the first guy out of the locker room, the first guy of the bus for that team. Uh, a team that, 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 that gives you the likes of Bosa, uh, the, the Garoppolo, and these Trey Lance. The, the, Debo Sanders is the guy that you think about right now for the San Francisco 49ers, man. And congratulations to him. I think it was uh, well overdue that they, you know, you know go ahead and uh, reward this guy for the play that he's uh, performed for these guys, man. Yeah, man, more than 1,700 uh, total yards last year, 1,400 receiving, man. The other coming from rushing, man, 14 total touchdowns. Dude had eight rushing touchdowns as a wide receiver, man, the most of any wide receiver in NFL history. That means more than you, Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, more rushing. How, how many rushing touchdowns did you – you got about two? How many rushing touchdowns you had? Zero? You ran a, you ran a couple of reverses, though, bro. You ran a couple yeah. of rocky sweeps. You never, you never put – you never put that tighter in the end zone running that rock, man. Doug, I may have a career a career rushing. I may be right at, let's say, 75, 80 yards career rushing, man. It don't you matter, know, man. I got they a paid, couple of tips. But they paid you to catch the rock. They ain't pay you to run the rock, man. But I love the fact that Debo got that, man, because as I said, man, this dude, this dude epitomizes what a football player is. I feel yes. like they should have given his ass more, man, because he plays wide receiver and running yeah. back. I know Debo just gave him a deal. Because in three three seasons, 167 catches, 2,600 yards, 10 rushing, I mean, receiving touchdowns, 550 rushing touchdowns, 11 rushing, uh, 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 550 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns. Man, dude gave them, he gave them, he gave them a deal, man. San Francisco yeah. just got a deal. I know he asked for a trade earlier, but he wanted, he was asking for the trade to get to this point where he can get that loop, man. So just three years. He's still young, so he can hit him up for another big deal in another three years. So I'm glad to see him got he get that money, man. Another young receiver. And the other young receiver, also in the NFC West. Oh, DK. DK Metcalf was holding out, but he actually held in, like you say, which is smart to do. Went to camp, but like I ain't hitting that field though. But DK also got that loop, man. Three years for him. $72 million extension, $30 million signing bonus, bro. The, the highest of any wide receiver in NFL history. And his numbers. Over the first three seasons, bro, just a receiver-wise is more impressive than Debo's. Three seasons, 
3,170 yards, 29 touchdowns, man. He don't really run the rock like that. But DK, he got that extension, man. He got a little emotional, man, talking about how he can help a lot of his people back at home, man. So DK and DK, a big-ass dude. I forgot that his dad, Terrence Metcalf, played in the league. But, hey, DK, man, that NFC, NFC West for our Rams is going to stay as tough as, as it has, man, because these two dudes coming back to their squad. But DK getting that loot, and he, and he deserves it, Ike. Well, I tell you what, from a uh, from a football playing standpoint, I think uh, DK, he had to get his deal done, Doc. I mean, when you remove a Russell Wilson from, from the fold, yes. and you don't have anybody really solidified to throw you, you the ball. You got you no... Know, you got the kid that they got from Denver in exchange for Russell Wilson. Doc, I mean, these these guys aren't really, you know, you know, you know, solidified starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. These, these are bridgemen. These are guys who, who who probably won't be there the whole 17 games. I don't care who wins the starting job. So DK Metcalf's really concerned about who's going to get him the football. Doc. And with him being in a contract year, that's important to him. So him being able to, you know, kind of hold in. And, and really forced the San, uh, the Seattle Seahawks to go ahead and pay him right now, I think was a good move by him. And plus, I think Seattle has a lot of money under the cap right now. Doc, you Go ahead and spend that money, particularly on another guy that you drafted, another guy that you've been developing, and another guy that you want to you wanna see turn into a flat-out superstar and be there under contract when you go out and try to get quarterback Bryce Young out of, out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud out of, out of Ohio State. You try to bring those guys into the fold. You want to make sure from an offensive line standpoint, you're, you're solidified and from the guys on the perimeter that you're solidified as well. So congratulations to DK. Congratulations to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. But I, feel, I still think they're tanking and they're, they're tanking and they're, they're not really trying to win this year. So um, I, I can just chalk those two wins up for the Los Angeles Rams. No doubt about it. And I'm, I'm exactly – and, and the point you made is exactly what I was saying. I was like, DK, you better not in heck take your ass out there and practice and play without a new deal because you had Russell Wilson the first three years you've been in the league in Seattle. He gone. We know – we've seen Geno Smith. He's decent, but he ain't Russell Wilson. Drew Locke is the dude. We know they got him – they ran him up – they got him up out of there to get Russell from Denver. So that's my thing, bro. You don't know who's going to be throwing you the ball now. The good thing, Geno has been there your, your, all three of your years in Seattle. So I don't know how many times they've thrown the ball to each other because DK has a one. Russell Wilson been a one. But you're right, DK, get that loop, man, because you don't know what the hell Geno going to do. You don't know what Drew Locke going right. to do, so you don't know what your productivity is going to be. Debo, on the other hand, if Trey Lance is the guy, we say he is the guy, but G Debo still say, well, I can – I can get in the backfield and tote this pill so I can still be effective. You know what I'm saying? They're going to give me the rock any kind of way. But DK, no, bro, all you do is, is run down the field, man, and catch passes. So I'm glad he got that money, man. And there's no way in the hell he should have went out there and played without getting that contract extension. He got it. Debo has gotten it. But someone who hasn't gotten it is Lamar Jackson. Now, I be you know, I'm kind of perplexed now. Lamar Jackson, he's going into, you know, the last year of his rookie contract. Let me see, Lamar, he's set to make $23 million next season. Now, this upcoming season. We've been talking about it. Now, he's up for an extension. He hadn't signed. He hadn't signed. Well, now, the Baltimore Ravens, they say I have presented an extension to him. But he hasn't signed it. So he's going into the last year of this deal just for just, I'm saying for just $23 million. But 
you know, when you see cats have signed for 150 million guaranteed and some cats making 45 million a year, which he can get. Are you surprised to see Lamar Jackson out there? Not only at showing up at camp, he practicing. He out there in full pass with cats flying by him, man. Are you shocked that Lamar Jackson is out there practicing, bro, without having signed a new deal? Doc, I'm not really surprised because, first of all, I'll say this. I believe that Lamar Jackson is wholeheartedly a football player. It's what he does. If he wasn't a quarterback in the National Football League, a starting quarterback in the National Football League, he'd be one of those flag football guys that's playing every Saturday. He has a team, has a squad, and leading them. That's just He's just a football player. He loves to play the game. He is very similar to what we would call a hooper or a baller but for, as, you know, from basketball. They're always on the court somewhere, always getting their, uh, their you know, honing their craft some kind of way. So I, I, that's the way I see Lamar Jackson. He, he couldn't hold himself out if he wanted to, Doc. But at the same time, I think it's very smart. We're seeing the intelligence of a Lamar Jackson because, number one, he's his own, he's his own attorney. He's his own agent. He's negotiating yeah. his own contract. He's negotiating a contract, you know, uh, you know, when when he wants to, Doc. So aside from being able to have to study game field, learn an offense, get familiar with new players on the team, he still has time at, on his lunch breaks to negotiate a contract like this. So so with him being his his own agent, Doc, I'm sure that Lamar Jackson has gone out and put enough insurance on his body, on his limbs, that if something happens in practice, he'll be well taken care of. And yeah, we don't want to speak light on $23 million ever, but at the same time, what's in front of him is important as well. So I feel like Baltimore is one of those organizations that takes care of the players that they draft. We've seen it happen from the Ray Lewis's to the uh, Jamal Lewis uh, guys that come into that fold doc. They, they talk about just how great the organization is run. And I think they've given Lamar the assurance that I don't care what happens, bro. We're going to sign you. So you're going to get your payday because, number one, you've earned it. You've been MVP of the league. You've been in, in talks of being an MVP in other seasons that you weren't the actual MVP of the league. Doc. And he's taken this franchise to a new heights, Doc. He's taken them to the next level. He saved the head coach's job because he was on the chopping block before Lamar Jackson took over. So the, the Lamar Jackson effect in Baltimore, Doc, it can be felt. It can be seen. And it won't be long before he signs this new deal. I mean, similar to what Josh Allen did when he got his payday. It was a week before the season started. So he still has time. He has four, four preseason games really to hone in and get everything across the T's and dot the I's before he agrees and says, yes, you know what? I'll take this right here. And if you gave, uh, if, if, if you gave Kyler Murray $160 million up front and uh, you gave a non-MVP like Jim, Jim, Deshaun Watson, a guaranteed contract. We're going to have to meet not in the middle, but a little closer to what Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Watson got. So I'll be expecting, uh, you know, this guy to hit this home run and it'd be fully guaranteed. Doc. That's what I'm expecting. It has to be fully guaranteed, man. But the patience, because since last year, man, four quarterbacks have signed contracts with for 150 million plus guaranteed money. Three of those quarterbacks averaging $45 million a year, man. So I'll be looking like, dang, bro, I know if I go in there and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. I go in there and sign, man. I'm Lamar. I know for a fact, bro, I'm looking at at least 200 mil guaranteed, bro. 
Well, no, Deshaun Watson got 230 guarantee. So his gotta be 30. more than two. His gotta be round 270. Oh, bro, I that's some heck of oh, that's some heck of patience. But I also say that's some, that's some some great faith too, because you know you're gonna get that loop. But I, bro, I ain't gonna even lie. I wouldn't be out there, man. I, I had to get my money first, man. Because, I mean, just anything can happen, bro. And I like the fact, now, I'll let you explain this to folks, because you've signed some big deals. Now, agents, agents are great. But the fact that he's doing this himself, he's taking that middle man, that middle person out of it, who's going to get 2 to 4% of that $270 million, which is a lot of damn money. He keeps that money for himself or just paying an advisor. But I don't think a lot of people understand once you get to that level, man, you have access to the structure of these other contracts that you can look at and read yeah. yourself and break down and put whatever you want in it or take out where you really don't need an agent for that. And I know a lot of agents don't want to hear this, but man, a, a lot of times in this situation and a lot of other situations, bro, they really not required. You just have to take time yourself and read and look at it. And you got access to the structure of these other contracts. Just Put your name in there, and you know what right. the value is. Pump it up a little bit more and do it yourself, and you save yourself tens of millions of dollars, bro. Well, Doc, I mean, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that, you know, most contracts go up between 10 and 15% every year. Yeah. So, yeah, you can, you can look at templates. And on top of that, I believe his mother, I'm not mistaken, his mother is his manager, and yeah. she's also an, an attorney as well. Yes. So. Therefore, you have an attorney in-house, which is perfect. Uh, she's reading everything that's coming. And, and what he doesn't read, she's reading and catching it. That's, her, that's not only her job, but it's her responsibility as his mother to be able to do that for him. But, and I, I look at that as a luxury doc. So therefore, you know, anything that, that he missed, uh, uh, she probably picks up on it. She catches it. And she says, go back and say this and, and, you know, let's proceed this way and let's push towards getting, you know, this this much guaranteed money on this deal. And I think it's a luxury for him to have it, man. So therefore, yeah, you're right. He's probably saving millions of dollars doing it the way he's doing it. But he's also really I won't say he's setting a precedent stop because we remember Ray Allen. Ray yeah. Allen did the exact same thing. He negotiated his own contract. And then you go and pay a, an attorney. What for three or four of his hours, which is probably four hundred dollars an hour? I think he's at a thousand or something cut. like that. Yeah, thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a huge cut in what, uh, you know, what you would normally be paying an agent. So hats off to Lamar Jackson, man. Really setting the tone for the guys coming behind him. Uh, uh and uh, we're looking forward to this payday, Doc. I believe it'll be real soon. And and the thing about it, and before we move on from it, that's what I like about it, because what you said, his mom is his manager. She's smart. So Lamar really ain't got to look at it if he wants. He trusts his mom. He trusts his mom. So, and the thing about his mom is actually working so he can pay her uh, a fraction of a percentage he was going to give an agent or just give her the agent fee. So now you're not just taking your money and your agent taking the fee. Then, of course, you're going to set your mom up anyway and give her some money so it's more money coming out. Now you save all of that. Your mom is doing the work. Give her the agent fee. So now she's a multimillionaire. She's actually worked. Now you keep that other money that you was going to give her anyway. So you keep it all in house. So I love the fact that Lamar is doing that, man. I know that's probably why they really don't like it. Because they don't really like to talk about a, a cast of representing themselves. But I do remember Ray Allen saying that. And I think Ray Allen said he just paid the lawyer $1,000. Look over my deal, man. $1,000 saved that man tens of millions of dollars. So. I like the fact that Lamar is doing that, but bro, just to be out there, man, hey, salute to you, man. Do your thing, man. 
I'm glad you're out there balling, man. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, go ahead on get that loop, man. Go and get that 270 guaranteed because if Deshaun got 230 guaranteed, and I'll take Lamar Jackson over Deshaun Watson anytime. I'll tell, tell you what, Doc. You know, we've seen guys bet on themselves as well. Joe Flacco, he bet on himself. Yeah. So let's just say they don't get this deal done. I mean, look, look at what's been set up around Lamar Jackson. This entire organization is set up for him to prosper from a running standpoint. The tight ends that they drafted uh, in this year's draft in a, in a defense that every year comes and they brings it, Doc. And at AFC North, you got to have a strong defense. So it's set up for him to prosper. And he is a problem for defenses, Doc. He ain't going to stop being a problem. He's going to become a bigger problem because he's becoming more accurate as a passer. And we all know what he can do with his legs, Doc. He's just a problem. You can do everything right on defense and still have this guy hit you up for explosive plays. So, I mean, if they want to take that risk of not paying him this year, not you're not agreeing to what he wants, Doc, it, the pot only gets bigger. You, you're pulling another Dallas Cowboy Dak Prescott issue by choosing not to pay him when he should be paid. Big facts, man. So, yeah, you're right. I think that, yeah, the price only going to get higher if y'all let this this dude go get out there and do what he does, which he puts up in work. And, and I, I hate when, they, when these cats trying to uh, uh, criticize him. And, bro, all these damn anonymous anonymous defensive coordinators said this anonymous de- – man, get, get the hell on somewhere, man. Uh, all this anonymity, man, reporters shouldn't even – now, it's one thing having anonymous sources when they're giving you information that's relevant, like you breaking news. But if it's somebody's opinion, put a name on it, man. Put a face on it, man. All these anonymous opinions, man. Get the hell out of here with that. That's what. That's one thing I hate, man, all these anonymous opinions of these defensive coordinators. And as far as we're concerned, these damn reporters could be making that stuff up, bro. Absolutely, Doc. And, and for a guy to be anonymous, to keep himself anonymous, and have a job as a defensive coordinator in a position of leadership for any one of these organizations, Doc, how do you follow that guy? How do you, how do you trust what he's saying if he doesn't want to put his stamp, uh, this is my defense, I run this defense, and this is where we're going to do it, and you guys are going to follow me. Not when you're anonymous to the, to the media, man. Go ahead and say your name, man. You may propel yourself, put yourself in another position to become a head coach. So I'm with you, man. Don't, don't even print or, 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 or list whatever whatever's deemed as given to you from an anonymous source. Yeah, especially when it's their opinion. That's their opinion. Man, damn, man, get, get the hell out of here, man. Because if you that if you a defense coordinator, you that tough, say it. I, this is me. This is, who I, this is who I coach for. Hey, I, I don't think he that dude so he can burn your ass when he plays you. That's what you're trying to get away, that what you're trying to get away from. You scared of him. But anyway, man, one more thing before we get out of here, man, the great Bill Russell. The legendary Bill Russell, man, passes away at the age of 88. And Isaac, we know we can talk about everything he did in the sporting world and in the real world, uh, fighting for black rights, being a part of that whole movement, that civil rights movement back then. But uh, just sports-wise, Ike B, sports-wise, dog, 11 championships with the Celtics, bro. They won eight in a row. Bro, he was with Boston 12 seasons. They won 11 championships, bro. The first black coach in NBA history, man. I think the first black coach in all the major sports. But the championships, man. What? And I don't like the Boston Celtics. I didn't like them then, and I wasn't even born when he was winning championships. I don't like them now. But I got to respect Bill Russell, man, and that gray he had going on and that laugh, man. They called him the greatest champion ever, bro. And I don't even think that really can be disputed, man. Eight cha- Look, 11 championships is one thing. But eight championships in a row, bro, to win eight straight. 
Come on, man. So Bill Russell, man, you know, what has he meant to you and what does he mean to you? Well, Doc, I mean, even before he goes to the Boston Celtics, I mean, he won two national championships in college at the University of San Francisco, Doc. When's the last time you even heard of the University of San Francisco? And you you probably didn't even know they got two national championships, man. No. And we went to a we went to a basketball school in Memphis. So, yeah. Doc, I mean, I just think his career, as, as far as this being a sports podcast that we that we have right here, it's amazing, Doc. I mean, two national championships eight consecutive NBA championships and, and just pure domination, Doc. We're we talking about uh, a, a, a person, a player that dominates their opponents. You got to look at Bill Russell. You And you had Wilt Chamberlain. When he, would, he would tame Wilt Chamberlain from a, from a mental standpoint that I've heard. Psychologically, he would tame him. And then it tame him on the, on the basketball court. So, I mean, he just, it was just pure domination. Just be the leader of what the Boston Celtics uh, accomplished during his tenure from a, from a coaching standpoint, player coach standpoint, and just a, just a pure player, man. I mean, his leadership qualities that, that people often talk about, man, I think, you know, really is really another thing that stands out, Doc. Just, just you know, just, just the love that he didn't get in Boston and the way he was treated in Boston, but still have the internal fortitude to push through win championships for that city and really not really be embraced by that city, but to use what he was getting as fuel to, you know, get 11 championship rings. Doc. It's, it's unmatched, man. I mean, I think, you know, uh, from a standpoint, you know, it's hard that when you when you see a player or a former player still be respected by different generations. Doc. We see yeah. how often generations change from generation. But when you still can be the centerpiece of different generations, Generation X, the millennials, they all talk about you. They all respect you. They all uh, really respect what you did on the court and even more so off the court, man. I mean, I, he'll be missed, you know, 88 years young, gathered to his peoples. And, Doc, I mean, uh, I'm sure he left a lasting legacy and a lot of branches from his tree to take on that legacy and, and push it even more. Real man, and and seriously, in those last two Boston Celtics championships, man, he was a player coach, so he was coaching and he yeah. was playing and led him to a championship. Uh, but check this out, bro five time MVP, 12 time all star. This is my whole thing. That dude had a season where he averaged 22 and a half rebounds a game. Dude had one mm. game where he had 51 rebounds, man. 51 rebounds. Now, when you look at film of him, and I know people like to talk about era, it wasn't a lot, there wasn't that many six, nine, six, ten, seven. If dog Bill Russell was athletic. He ran the court. He dunked on you. He had great feet. He was quick. He was just a dog. Now, if he played now where you can't touch him and, and just run up and down the court where you can't play defense, bro, it, Cat can't tell me he wouldn't be dominating these, these dudes in the league right now, man. Just how, That's how great of a player he was. But, but aside from all of that, Isaac, he put himself and his profession and his life on the line to fight for, fight for civil rights for blacks, African-Americans back in the day, man. And, and I'm pretty sure he paid a, a heavy price going through things we didn't see and hear about. And I know he talked about it. Uh, so my whole point, I got way more respect for him than that because he put his money on the line, his profession on the line, his life on the line, where he could have been broke or been killed fighting for our rights, man, to give us an opportunity to do what we're doing right now to play pro sports and also uh, to, to do this show, bro. 
Well, you, you talk about leaders uh, in the 60s and the 70s, uh, the iconic photo that they have with uh, uh, Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the time, uh, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali at the time, you know, and Bill Russell all sitting at the table and just a, just a, 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 a regal photo of, you know, Hebrew Americans yeah. all standing together, exactly. uh, being, being dressed up in a suit, tie, and the unity, Doc, the unity that we pray for right now, we saw that unity right there in the 60s and the 70s, man, before it all was infiltrated. And I think we're headed back there as a people, Doc, uh, really being united, supporting one another, being awakened, and uh, being strengthened, Doc. I think we're really rapidly headed that way. And you can see it in, in you know, in, 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 in uh, the people, the branches that, that, that knew, that loved Bill Russell, that, that knew and loved the Muhammad Ali's of the world, it's been transferred, Doc. It's been imparted. And, uh, you know, people like yourself, man, you're, you're standing at the forefront. You're taking a hold of it, man. And you're doing what needs to be done, done. And you're saying what needs to be said. You too, man. And, and that's one of those uh, uh, iconic photos I love, man. I just look at it like a house of Hebrews, bro. I love it, man. Them strong Hebrews standing up there, man, fighting and speaking out uh, for what's right, man, and what's wrong. Uh, so salute to Bill Russell, man. Such a great life that he lived, man. And uh, everything he did on the basketball court, man, aside from all of that, man, just for what he did for us, man. In 88 years, man, that's, it doesn't seem like a long time, but that's a long time, man. My man was around here a long time. He lived a full life. And I'm pretty sure he did a lot of things that the most high, hopefully, you know, is happy with. And I'm pretty sure he is, man. So, uh, but anything, anything else before we get out of here, man? I know training camp starting up, man. And I know people watching stuff on film. I mean, I'm in practice and getting all excited. Like Tua Tagovailoa, he hooked up with Tyreek for a touch. I'm like, it's practice. What the hell are y'all? It's practice, man. They can't rush him. They can't get nowhere near him. You can't get nowhere near Tyreek. You can't play tight coverage on Tyreek. And they getting, I mean, they getting excited about practice video, man. Stop it, y'all. You damn fans, stop it. It's practice. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Doc, it's been it's been since 1973 since the Miami Dolphins won a Super Bowl, man. So I mean, hey, listen, I used to be a Miami Dolphin fan. They 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 look for it. I mean, just when you have that culture, you you look for anything that can spark you thinking you're gonna win to your division, you're gonna end up, you know, winning 13, 14 games this year. And, and we're going to play in the playoffs this year. All of that starts in training camp. So those little things like that, they count. They count for players. But for, for fans, Doc, I mean, it's times 10 for them, man. Hey, and one one more thing before we get it. I mean, your guy, man, your favorite team. I know one of your favorite players, Jimmy Butler. He, you, you see the video? He got his hair done, bro. He got some, <laughs> got, a, got some locks put in. So, I mean, it's okay. If you you got to see the video. I mean, you, you got to see the video. He looked like a real model type. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he got his braids. I don't know if his locks, but they weren't growing fast enough. So, he like, I heard somebody say, are you just trying to skip lines? So, he got them done, the gold tip. I mean, little blonde tips or whatever. So, okay, Jimmy Butler in Miami, do your thing. But anything else? Hold on. I, hey, when you got to go to Ken, man, for the whole induction? When, when you got to go? Uh, we'll be we'll be uh we'll be there this weekend. Man. We'll thought. be celebrating. We'll be celebrating Coach Dick Vermeil, man. He's getting inducted, and uh, it'll be great to see uh you know about you know the whole team, uh, the greatest show on turf assembled together, man, uh, to really celebrate uh one of the architects that helped put that team together and lead that team to uh Super Super Bowl thirty four championship. Dick Vermeil being inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, 
Uh, not only that, but the creator of the Lambo Leap, he's going to be there as well. Leroy Butler, uh, you know, one of my fellow Floridians. Uh, he's going into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it'll be a good weekend, Doc, of just uh, uh, being in Canton. Great people in Canton, man. Um, Smoosh Ice Cream is going to be there in Canton, man. We're going to be on full force. And uh, just just enjoy seeing my teammates again. I got to get me some damn smooth ice cream, man. But you you keep bringing up Leroy Butler. You got a lot of respect for my man. My man, was a do- my man was a dog out there, wasn't he, bro? From from Florida State and for Green Bay, man. I mean, he was just – he was one of John Madden's favorite guys, man. It's, it's hard to get in the fold of, of, of John Madden for him to really respect you. Leroy Butler is one of those players. Yeah, Leroy Butler knocked your ass off. Yeah. He knocked your ass off. You you come come. He knocked your ass off. But anyway, man, I like the fact. I mean, you you going back to Ken, man, this weekend, big weekend, Dick Vermeer. But before we get out of here, you got something up coming up in St. Louis, right? I saw I saw it on Twitter for Dick Vermeer at the end of the uh, end of the month, right? Talk about that real quick, man. Well, absolutely, man. It's the uh, annual gala for the Isaac Bruce Foundation, and uh, Coach Vermeer. This, we're actually giving him the opportunity. Uh, to say thank you to the city of St. Louis, the fans who, who, who loved him while he was there in town. They're going to be able to come and say thank you as well. And, uh, you know, we're having that gala uh, at the Four Seasons downtown St. Louis, man. They've been so gracious to allow us to host there for the last couple of years. All the info about that and being able to see Coach Vermeil, some of my other former teammates, you can go to IsaacBruce.org and get all the information, man. Flight 300 program is really taking off, man, with our partners like American Airlines, who gave us 4 million miles, man, to send students to school. And uh, it's just just really been a great opportunity. So Coach Dick Vermeil is going to be back in St. Louis with myself. Uh, I'm sure Big O is going to come strolling in a little late, but he's going to be there. <laughs> but uh, it'll, be fu- it'll be fun, man, just to see the guys, see the teammates, and uh, celebrate Coach Vermeil. All praise to the most high. Anything else, man, you want to add before we get out of here, man? No, nah, that's it, man. I'm good, Doc. Hey, well, that's going to do it for another great episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports. Motherhugger, because we know sports. Regressio, <laughs> regressio. Oh, we out. <laughs>